Welcome to Sunday Worship at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, led by our senior pastor of over 34 years, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Our worship service is made up of three facets, information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and pastor's delivery of the word.
moments, I want to challenge your hearts around the perplexity of God's promises, the perplexities of God's promises, and there are a plethora of promises. We're going to attempt to draw a biographical sketch of Abraham. And we're going to deal with promises, principles, prophecies. Very, very interesting that uh, Genesis is the book of beginnings. Chapter 1 to 11 is the creation stage where God formatted the universe, the luminaries in Genesis 4. He created man and gave him a helpmate in Genesis 3. And then Satan came and we had to fall the flood and the tower of Babel. Um, but in chapter 12, God calls Abram from the Ur of the Chaldees. Ek, out, get out, come out. And whenever God, pay attention to the prepositions, when he calls you out, he's automatically calling you into something else. Yeah. The, chapter 12, Abraham Abram was about 60 years of age when God called him out and he took his father Terah, his wife Saria, and his nephew Lot. He had a family plan that God did not tell him to take. Learn to pay close attention to God's instructions. It's okay to take your wife, but uh, he didn't tell you to take the whole family. So he went to Haran, which means a place of delay, and stayed there 15 years to 
terror. His father died. And he left at 75, and God told him to go to a place called Shechem up north, which means shoulder strength. You need to be strengthened. And Mora, M-O-R-E-H, which is a place of instruction. And then God says, what characterizes your fellowship with me is that he pitched a tent, he built an altar, and he called upon the name of the Lord. And so when you look at Genesis, the makeup of Genesis, the critical participants is, of course, Abram, and then Ishmael, and then Isaac, and then Jacob, and then Joseph. They finish out this family turning into a nation. And um, what's interesting is that the Bible makes no compromise of Abram's carnality or his conflict or his confusion. God is so awesome, he can use all of the negatives to get us where he wants us to go. Can I get a witness? Yeah. And, and, and so, 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 Abram is faced with a famine in the very place God is sending him. Case in point, when God is leading you, it does not mean everything is going to go smooth. God leads us into conflict so that we learn to depend on him. Yeah. And, and, and so he goes down into Egypt in chapter 13 and God has to pull him out. And then in chapter 14 is the battle of the five kings. His relatives are kidnapped and he takes his 400 trained servants and goes and fights. And five kings are involved. And when Abraham finishes retrieving what was lost, these five kings wanted to bless him with rewards. Abraham refused their rewards lest they would claim that they made him rich. And uh, so Sarai was barren, and yeah, you know the story. And uh, Abram um, wanted and was promised a seed by God. Now, let me let me hasten along because. It's not, when you look at the promises, the promises, some are conditional, some are unconditional. There there are some conditional promises, and this needs to be preached to you. Your financial money, give, and it'll be given back to you. Pressed down and overflowing. That's a conditional promise. Can I get a witness? I don't know why people that don't tithe are expecting something. I don't. I really don't understand that. And and so, praise the name of Jesus. That that is a conditional, uh, yeah, promise. The other one is forgiven. 
being forgiven. Forgive others and God will forgive you. Now, some of us have a tough time forgiving people. Don't get quiet now. You don't know how they hurt me. You don't know what they did to me. You know, I, I did a whole series on forgiveness years ago. And people would come up to me and say, well, what should I do? Should I go back and find the person asking them to forgive me? I said, no, nah, I don't go that far because I, I don't know what you're going to find. So just, in the name, if, if they're not in your zip code, leave it alone. Just forgive them in your heart. We still holding stuff against that. That's a conditional promise. You forgive them, God will forgive you. Then the third is faithfulness. You be faithful to God, God will be faithful to you. Do I have a witness? Those are what we call conditional promises. And then there's some unconditional promises which have God's purposes in mind. Amen. And, and so when we begin to look at the, principle, the, the, uh, the promises, the promises are yay, mean they're reliable and amen. Amen. And we understand that. Now we move from the promises, listen to pastor, to the principles that theologically the New Testament is in the Old Testament concealed. Jesus said, search the scriptures. They speak of me. Do I have a witness? And the Old Testament is in the New Testament revealed. We really don't understand Leviticus till we get to Hebrews. Lord have mercy. We don't understand Exodus till we get to Ephesians. Can I get a witness that when you understand that God is so magnificent and deep, he engineered into his word things, amen, that are incomprehensible to us. Yeah, praise the name of Jesus. And, and the other principle is no one scripture is of his own interpretation. So when we look at Abraham's dealings with God in, in Acts chapter 7, when Stephen was preaching on the historicity of Israel, he said, the God of glory called Abraham. We go from the God of glory to almighty God, El Shaddai. We go from El Shaddai to Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who will provide. Are y'all praying with me? Every facet of Abraham's life, he came to know a different side of God. Lord have mercy. And, 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 and this is just so apropos for us today that when we look at the scriptures, Amen. And, and, and what was read in your hearing by Reverend Llewellyn, when Jesus going back and forth with the Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes in John chapter 8, they kept saying, we are the heritage of Abraham. He said, no, you're not. In title only, because if you knew Abraham, you would have loved me. Before Abraham was, I am. And listen to this, Abraham was glad to see my day. Me meaning that Abraham was somewhere and he had knowledge that Jesus had finally arrived. Luke 16, Abraham's bosom, nobody went to heaven because only he who descended could first ascend. 
I'm preaching up in this place now. Everybody was held in captivity in Abraham's bosom until the cross of Calvary. Can I get a witness? Hang in there with me. So when we look at these principles, Lord have mercy. Amen. We, we start to understand this whole outlay of Abraham's life. That uh, Abram, in chapter 15, Amen, was given a security, a sufficiency, and a satisfaction even in the midst of his suffering. Amen. That, that when you look at the biographical sketch of Abraham, started out as Abram in chapter 15, God made a covenant. Now, what is a covenant? It's an agreement between two parties. Do I have a witness? And in that agreement, listen to this, God told Abraham about the covenant of circumcision to separate the nation of Israel from the rest of the nations. That every male child eight days old had to be circumcised in the flesh. We who are saved are circumcised in the spirit as a separation that we are no longer in the world. Listen to the past. Listen to the past. And in that circumcision, God told Abraham, cut up these animals and put them in a certain arrangement. And then God put Abraham to sleep. So Abraham had nothing to do with the covenant. And God swore to himself, Lord have mercy. Amen. Then there's the covenant of Amen, the Palestinian covenant, which is land, seed, and blessing from Genesis to Deuteronomy. And then there's the covenant, the everlasting covenant, Jeremiah 31. I have plans for you, plans of good, not of evil, to bring your desired end. Then there's the covenant of grace. Grace is when God puts everything on Jesus to save your souls. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so as we look at uh, this covenant, it says in 15, 8, and Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him for righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. So here's Abraham or Abram being told that he's going to have a seed that will bless the world. Lord have mercy. The seed, the seed, the seed there is not Jesus. The seed is Isaac. And what God was doing was putting all the weight on Isaac and then tell Abraham to kill his hope. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to that momentarily. That, uh, that uh, God, God was leading Abraham into a much deeper life of belief. So in the 15th chapter there is the covenant of circumcision. And then God goes on to promise him a seed. And he said, your seed will be as many as the stars in heaven, some theologians say, and the sand on the earth. The sand on the earth are the unsaved that come out of Abraham's bosom. Lord have mercy. Muslims and all of them. 
and the sand and the stars in heaven are the believers in Jesus Christ. Abraham is the father of Jews, Christians, and Muslims. Yeah, we're going to get to all that. His heritage. Interesting that um, there are three critical, practical tests that God put Abraham through that he puts us through. I'm going to try to elaborate on them as quickly as possible. Romans 15.4 says, the things that happened before time happened for our learning that we with hope and patience might secure the promises. That means everything in the Old Testament is a classroom for God's people. Yeah. The first test that Abraham was tested upon is the test of time. Say time. The critical element is patience. Who will know me to abide under? God's got a timetable for everything. You can't rush it. You can't, you, you can't slow it down. You, God's got a timetable. And until his timetable comes, our job is to be patient. Now, 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 please let me stop Paul's apart. The timetable was God had made promises. Abraham was 86 when Ishmael was born. Ishmael was 14 years old when Isaac was born. And when you go to Galatians chapter 4, you see this allegory of two women, Hagar, the Egyptian maid, and Sarai. Two covenants, amen, two sons. One represents the spirit, the other represents the flesh. Do I have a witness? And so one of the things that we see is that he's tested with a timetable. He's 86 years old. Still no son. He said, is Eleazar going to be my heir? God said, no. So in chapter 16, Sarai, who's barren, decides to introduce Abram to her handmaid, her Egyptian handmaid, who's about 19 or 20 years old, and there's no evidence that Abraham said no. <laughs> Sister Gordon, I would have said no. I said no. When our kids were small and I was in graduate school and pastoring and doing everything 100 miles an hour, I said to Sister Gordon, I said, maybe I need to go get a maid to help us out. She said, I'll pick out. I was thinking about somebody 2021. 20, she was going to bring somebody in with no teeth, no hair. I said, no, nah, this ain't going to do it, Doc, too. But um, the Bible says that he went into Hagar, had a son, Ishmael, who was a wild man. And yet his carnality, his internal conflict, did not disturb God's plans. Y'all ain't getting this. God said, you got a problem with time. 
Lord, have mercy. And, and, and all of the descriptive language of Abraham and Sarah, that Abraham was past age to produce a child. Sarah's womb was dead. Lord, have mercy. And, and, and so, uh, uh, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Ladies, don't get caught up in your biological clock and rush into something that you're going to regret later. Amen. Because, you, because marriage is a covenant. It's two people who hold hands and make promises before God and before a company of people. It's getting tight. It's a covenant. It's a covenant of sacrifice. It's a covenant of service. It's a covenant of submission. And um, this test of time, time was running out in Abraham and Sarah's mind. So when God miraculously brought Isaac, Lord have mercy, Ishmael was 14 years old. He didn't bring Isaac to the man was 99. Sarah was 90. How can a 90-year-old woman have a baby? How can a 99-year-old man have a baby? With God, all things are possible. Somebody said he's able. Isn't he able? To do far exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Lord have mercy. Mm. Let me tell you why time is so important. Patience, hupomone, to abide under is because Time helps you to clarify God's voice. You need clarity. You don't need to be moving on no humbug, moving out of fear. Lord, hey, you, you need clarity. Lord, I'm laying this before you. I need to hear from you. I need clarity. And everybody claims to have clarity. Then when the conflict comes, and it's going to come, maybe God ain't tell you that. Clarity. I need clarity, God, on your will. What is it you would have me to do? I need clarity. Hmm. I'm in a situation of conflict and I need clarity. Is this the woman you want me to marry? Is this the man you want me to marry? Is this the job you want me to take? Is this uh, the church you want me to what, 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 I, I need clarity. The second thing is not only clarity, but confirmation. I need you to confirm. And, and God's confirmations are typically through other people who are yielded. Are y'all getting this? You tell your friend, your sister, your mother, pray for me, and they come back with it. Well, I believe that's God's will. Confirmation comes from other people. That it, it, it can be inside of you from God, but you need clarity, you need confirmation, and then you need commitment. You need commitment. And, 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 and you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm hard when it comes to marriage because 
you know, we get caught up in all the externals. We get caught up, yeah. Um, I'm in love. Well, that's going to change. It is. I don't care who you marry. You're going to go through some situations that you didn't desire to have. You don't know what you got till you get it home. <laughs> I, 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 I can talk about that all day. And typically, I got a sermon, our, our, our heritage has been held hostage. Yeah. You know, uh, my kids used to be washing the dishes and I'd go in the kitchen and say, that, that water's dirty and I'd dump it out. And this, this dishcloth smells stink, throw it out. What are you doing? What do you mean what I'm doing? And, and I never use the dishwasher because I ain't trusted. Now, 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 we're starting to trust it today. But I, but I wasn't raised with no dishwasher. I was, come on now. This thing is deep. Can I get a witness? And a lot of us go back to the history of how we were raised. A child is seen and not heard. You ain't got nothing to say. We don't want your opinion. Do I have a witness? And when mom and dad fussed, you just kept quiet and put your head down. Prayed the fight get over with or whatever it was. But the fact of the matter is, is that, Lord have mercy, uh, we need clarity, we need confirmation, and then we need a commitment once we're clear on what God wants us to do. Now, you can hook and crook all you want. I done seen it all. Hook and crook. You got a hidden motive why you marrying this person. You got a hidden agenda why you, you can do all that all you want. Truth going to come out. So Abraham, first test was time. You need time, boy. You're rushing. You're trying to rush my will. And my will is purposeful. I'm delaying intentionally because I need you to trust me in adversity yeah yeah I need you to trust me when all hell is breaking out I need you to trust me when your feelings have failed do I have a witness it, it was a test of time and what I want to know this morning how are you dealing with time how are you dealing with time how are you dealing with time Hmm. We can work overtime, we can waste time, we can kill time. How you dealing with time? That's a test. There are no accidents, all appointments. Ring me going, I'm not going to tell you what's waiting for you because you can't handle it. And when it comes, grace will come with it. Grace helps me to deal with what I couldn't possibly deal with mentally, emotionally, or even physically. Time. Mm. God
God had a timetable for my life. Now, now that I'm looking back, I understand purposes. Why he did what he did when he did it. Time! You can waste time. You can confuse time. God has a timetable. And most of where we are today, God used our entire life to bring us to this point. So he can get glory. Can I get a witness? Time. Test the time. The second test is the text of turbulence. Trouble. Mm. Now, either you just came out of trouble, or you just about to go into trouble, or you in trouble. Trouble is part of God's whole, amen, buildup. We got to learn how to deal with trouble. Trouble will make you better or bitter. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, it's tight. It's tight. It's tight. You know, I, I got to be transparent. That's part of me. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you in 34 years, me and Sister Gordon had a great, great life. Never fussed. That would be a lie. That, that, that would be a downright lie. Can I get a witness? As nice as I am, it's been hard. <laughs> we called each other adjectives, <laughs> nouns, pronouns, verbs, adverbs. I wish I never met you. I wish this, I wish that. Okay, whatever. All of us going through the same thing. Don't let nobody fool you. Abraham not only needed clarity and confirmation and commitment, Abraham had character, which is a missing element today. He had character. That is, in chapter 18 of Genesis, I'm going to go through this as expeditiously as possible, uh, under the trees of Mamre, Abraham is sitting in the shade, and these three men walk up, two angels, and one is the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. Some theologians say they all look alike. And, 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 and Jesus sat with Abraham and told him why he was there. And the two angels said, well, Lord, we're going on into Sodom. Lord have mercy. And, 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 and Abraham's character made him compassionate and God gave him an opportunity to negotiate. If I find 50 souls there, I'll spare the city. And, and they, they went back and forth and got down to about 10 and 15. He couldn't even find that many. Only eight came out. One turned to a pillow of salt. Lot's wife. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and God negotiated with Abraham, he had a compassion for the loss. He had character and compassion. You, you want to know where character comes from and compassion? Trouble. We learn how to be compassionate with people. Don't get too high on your horse. 
Life is subject to falls. Do I have a witness? God will break your heart in order to deepen your faith. Yeah. God will teach you how to be compassionate. Mm. God will teach you how to have character. Lord have mercy. Now, now let me stop pausing for it because, you know, we assume all pastors, all pastors ain't got no character. Politicians definitely don't have no character. People in church don't have character. I keep telling you, I was raised in a home that demanded certain things, but, you know, when I went around my parents, I had no character. What is character? Found my little wallet two blocks away from my house. Had $6 in it. I must have been 13 or 14. I took that $6 and went around and put it in the pinball machine. Bought me a cheesesteak. I had a ball, man. <laughs> and I came home and showed my dad. He said, what was in this wallet, son? I said, $6. He said, where is it? I said, I spent it. It's not yours to spend. He took $6 out of his pocket and marched me around to the person's house. And the lady said, oh, my God, thank you so much. And there was an object lesson for me. And I told my father, finders, keepers, losers, weepers. I had two paper routes, inquire and bulletin. Inquire was early in the morning, 5. I had to get up 4, 35 o'clock to live in. Bulletin was in the evening. Right? And when I got tired of living papers, I threw them in the sewer. But I came around Saturday to collect my money. <laughs> Lady said, I never got a paper Tuesday. I said, well, well, I'm sorry, babe. We delivered it. And then the milkman come through the, the, the block with chocolate milk. And if we knew a family had no kids, we ain't bothered. You better not have no chocolate milk on your step and you ain't got no kids, dog. It was gone. That chocolate milk was gone. Then we went to the day old bakery and got some donuts and we just had a ball. I ain't no character. I'm tired of folk lying. I'm going around a girl's house and sit on the couch and cry. Actual tears. She said, oh, he loves me. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood. You know what I got character? When God put me in trouble and rooted out all that mess from my flesh. I'm preaching up in this place. When God rooted out sinfulness, and he's still rooting. I learned to be honest and have integrity. Do I have a witness? Oh, it's tight, but it's right. Thank you, Jesus. That, that is, child of God, Abraham was, he had character, he was compassionate. He cooperated with God. Jesus Christ sat there with him, pre-incarnate Christ. Uh, and negotiated over his lost souls. And here go the angels. Now, now this Genesis 19, we're moving. And people, well, Pastor, I, you know, try not to. Don't tell me that. I'm going to preach the Bible. 
I'm going to preach the Bible. Now, some people got problems with the Bible. You ain't got problems with me. I'm just a mailman, as Morgan said. I'm just delivering mail. If your name is on it, it's yours. FedEx. Amazon. I'm just delivering mail. So the angels go into Sodom. And the reason Lot was there in the first place, because he was greedy. Abraham said, you go this way, I'll go that way. He, he saw the plains of Sodom and Gomorrah. And as they walk into the city, they knock on Lot's door. And Lot came to the door and said, oh my God, these are angels. And the angels came in and told Lot, get your stuff together. We got to get out of here. God going to destroy the city. And while they're talking, all these men from the city are outside and they're telling Lot, bring those two men out that we may know them sexually. The whole city was taken over in homosexuality. Well, I don't preach on, I'm, I'm going to preach the Bible. You, you, you can do what you want to do. You know, I was a fornicator. What, what, I'm not supposed to preach about fornication now? It's tight. And, and, and so, as they would leave it, the angels blinded the men. Got lied out. And his two daughters who later committed incest with him. They had been influenced. Let, let, me, let me stop, pause apart. You raise your kids the way you want to raise them, but everything you expose them to ultimately going to come back at some juncture and haunt them. Do I have a witness? Trouble will give you character. It will make you, amen, compassionate. It will help you to cooperate with God. Yes, it will. When my kids come home, I love them to death. I love the ground they walk on. But don't be touching my stuff. <laughs> They're going in the cabinets and grabbing stuff, throwing it out, talking about dates. My mother kept a can of soup for 15 years. Because, you, you know, at that time, we thought there was going to be nuclear. Remember that? Yeah. Down the basement, you had soup. You had other stuff down there. Not milk and bread. I understand that. Before no dates. Then Ray cooks, and what he does, he takes his ingredients and puts it to the front and push mine in the back. I can't find them. I said, no, 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 y'all got to go home. This, this, this ain't getting it done. I got order in my house. I ain't fooling with this. The fact of the matter is, is that God allows trouble. He allows trouble to come in. Test the trouble, test the turbulence, test, test, and, and, and the Greek word for perseverance is not to abide under but to remain under there are some timetables we're going to have to go through 
that we just have to remain under the hand of God. We got to trust him through the trouble. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? We got to believe him through the roadblocks. We got to be still and know that he is God. God is deepening our faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And, and, and many times, count it all joy when, not if, you fall into various trials, knowing that the fire testing of your faith is working out perseverance. Don't cut your trials short. Let faith have her perfect work. James 1, 2, that ye may be entire, lacking nothing. Hmm. We jump from one marriage to the next. Yes, we do. Some have jumped four or five times. And he's still not happy. And they're too blinded to understand that the problem is them. The problem is them. And whoever you marry, you're going to have to work through negotiation, sacrifice, service, submission. You got to work, you got to work through this. Folk got historical issues. Mother. Psycho. We got, we got some stuff, man. God super ruled in your history to bring you to where he wanted you to be. Do I have a witness? It's tight. It's, t- it's tight. I had good models. And I thank God for the models I had. I was dating this girl. She said, have you ever had a beating? I said, are you out of your mind? <laughs> Ironing cords, broomsticks, shoes, whatever, whatever they could throw, they threw. Switch. No, we ain't no switches in Philly. We ain't no trees. The fact of the matter is, that's from y'all down south. We had no switches down. And then while they whipping you, they talking to you. Didn't I tell you? And then mom would go back two months ago. Isn't that extraordinary how they pulled that back up? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I ain't going to do it no more. I know you won't do it no more. When we came to dinner, we didn't eat till Pop got home. We washed, we prayed, and I remember going to the kitchen, yeah, you ain't hungry. But you're going to sit there while the rest of us eat, then you're going to wash the dishes. Man, we had rules. You know what those rules did for me? Taught me how to respect authority. Taught me how to appreciate Things. Lord have mercy. Tight but right. Love it. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. The second test 
is how we respond to trouble. God is doing something in our lives when he sends trouble. He's deepening our faith. And, and the trial won't last forever. Weeping may endure for a night. Joy will come in the morning. But the third test is triumph. Here's God now given Abraham and Sarah Isaac. And Sarah goes to Abraham and says, I want her out. Now, ladies, don't bring hell in your house. Yeah, it's tight, but it's right. Don't bring hell in your house. Uh, so Abraham said, well, she's in your hands. So he, she said, I'm going to throw her and her son out. And then God made promises to Ishmael's mother that he would take care of her, that out of him would come many nations. And so here's God now waiting to Ishmael has left. Here's God now saying to Abram, get up early in the morning. And the Bible says, Abraham, listen, because of everything he's been through, Abraham conceded with confidence if the seed was Isaac and now God is saying take him to the summit of Mount Moriah and kill him as a burnt offering all Abraham's hope was about to die but God gave him an installation God, God gave him a confidence God Gave Abraham a mindset. I, I don't know how he's going to do this. But I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him. In the midst of my trouble. That he's going to pull off. What he said he would put off. And I'm still waiting on certain blessings. Can I get a witness? I'm still acting on promises. Do I have a witness? But they that wait patience upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. He'll mount you up with wings like eagles. You'll run and not get weary. You'll walk and not faint. Do I have a witness? I don't know about you, but God told Abram, take your son, your only son, that's in your house. His name is Isaac. And take him to the summit of Mount Moriah. Let me stop, pause, and park and give you some demographics. Mount Moriah is Mount Calvary. Now, do I have a witness? And Isaac was not a little boy. Isaac was 30 years old. Jesus was 30 years old when he was crucified on the cross of Calvary. And do I have a witness? And Isaac had to go willingly. He said, Father, the wood is here, the knife is here, the fire is here, but where is, I'm preaching to somebody, where is the sacrifice? 
And Abraham said, God will, Jehovah Jireh. He will provide himself as a sacrifice. Don't you know that you can't beat God giving? You can't beat God living. You can't beat God forgiving. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says that Abraham tied him down. Do I have a witness? And he took the knife and he went back to kill Isaac. Now let me stop, pause and park. How can I kill my only hope? How can I kill my only vision? How can I kill my only dream? And when he went to stab Isaac, an angel jumped out of heaven and said, Abraham, do the lad no harm. For now, I know you got to be tested. You got to be tested with time. You got to be tested with turbulence. You got to be tested for triumph. And then Abraham heard a ram caught in the thicket. How many times God put a ram in the thicket? Uh, uh, A go-between. Can I get a witness? Something and someone to take our minds off of our problems. Can I get a witness? Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide the God of glory, the God who is almighty, the God of light, the God of love, the God of goodness, the God of grace, the God of glory. Do I have a witness? And Isaac was let loose. And God wanted Abraham to know, I'm going to do this 2,000 years from now. I'm going to lead my son to the summit of Calvary. I'm going to let him mock him. I'm going to let him kill him. I'm going to let him put him in the grave. But early, I said early, I said early. Sunday morning Jesus got up with all power say yeah all power all power in his hands three tests tests of time patience tests of turbulence perseverance Test of triumph, persuasion. Paul said we are troubled on every side. Well, come on, but we don't get distressed. That's right. That's right. Perplexed, uh-huh. but not in despair. Persecuted, that means chase, but not forsaken. Can I get a witness? Paul said, for I am persuaded. That neither death nor life, nor power, nor principalities, nor anything present, nor anything to come can separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. You have an appointment with time. You have an appointment 
with turbulence. You have an appointment with triumph. And once you and I are persuaded, nothing can move us. For I am persuaded that nothing, no weapon, no person, no power, do I have a witness? No poison, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Have you passed the test? The test of time, clarity, mm, confirmation, commitment. The test of turbulence, character, compassion. Condition to walk according to the way of God. And then the test of triumph. Trust, transference, and triumph. Have you passed the test? You got to go through something before you can call Jesus Lord. You, you got to experience some things that may hurt you but will help you. Things that may shatter you but it will cause you to shout in the end. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side where would I Lord, have mercy. Where would I be? Where would I be? Where would I be? Is there here this bow? Let's stay on our feet. Every eye is closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Jesus wants to save you. He died for your sins and buried and rose again. Just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Just raise your hand. If they want, or you want to join the church through Christian experience, raise your hand. Love to have you. Love to have you. Like Abraham, God's going to test us in time, in turbulence, and in triumph. Everybody gets tested by God. Everybody gets tested by God. Um, where's my brother that's saying? Where is he? Blackwell, where's Blackwell? Where are you? Come here, come on down. I know this whole family. We used to play basketball together. You sound good. Amen. Listen. Listen. He's been to hell and back. He's stronger. You even sound better. (laughs) Praise God. Turn turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, have you passed the test of time? Have you passed the test of turbulence? Are you passing the test of triumph? Be still and know 
that he is God. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your, the biographical sketch of Abraham creating us clean hearts. Help us to hold on and hold out. Help is on the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day. We love you. Using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To get using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form. I'll bring you more than a song For a song it is It's not what you have required You search much deeper within To the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'll bring you more For a song it is, is not what you have required. Cause you search much deeper within, to the way things are. You're looking into my heart. I'm Simple.